Hello, and welcome back to Idiot's Alphabet Soup. It's us, we're the idiots, but we have one extra special person here who I would we're feel not really call bad calling idiot. an idiot. <laughs> um, and that is a guest on our podcast, May Koyucho. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so today we're going to be with her talking about her book, Chloe and the Kaisho Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you get to say I know, all I'm like, the words. I get to say all the Filipino words. I might be butchering them. Um, I'm sorry if I'm messing them up. <laughs> I was going to say that was great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so maybe let's start with um, a quick round of introductions, and then maybe we can explain how we ended up getting you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Should we start with us? We can start with us. Because our, our audience knows who we are, but we can, we'll give you a brief little rundown. <laughs> um, so I'm Jenny. I'm a graduate student at Virginia Tech, which is in math, which is where I met Catherine. Um, and yeah. yeah, my name is Catherine, former uh, grad student at Virginia Tech turned career lady. Not really. Um, but what do you mean? Not really. <laughs> you make oh, yeah. like actual money now. <laughs> That's true. Um Gave up on that grad student lifestyle, but living it vicariously through my best friend. That's it. <laughs> All right. May, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, sure. I'm uh, May Kuyilo. I'm a Chinese-Filipino writer based in the Philippines. Uh, I always like saying I'm a not-so-young adult who loves young adult fiction. Uh, <laughs> I went to uh, Pomona College for my undergrad and then went and got my um, master's in writing for young adults and children at the new school. Very nice. Catherine, would you like to explain how we got um, how we got May on the podcast? Absolutely. Um, my friend called me up uh, like a month or two ago, and she's like, Catherine, you have to read Chloe and the Kaishao Boys because it made me sob. And I'm like, okay, that's a little dramatic, but whatever. Um, yeah, so it turns out, it made her sob because she was like on the wrong side of the Great Wall. You know what I'm saying? So uh, really great. Loved the book. All sorts of league moments. And we decided to like shoot our shot with our girl May over here. Um, send her a DM and be like, do you want to be on our podcast? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, what made you decide to come on our podcast? <laughs> yes, we need to know. Honestly, like, because um, uh, actually, like, some other authors tell me, like, oh, you shouldn't be on social media that much because, you know, um, don't let the posts and comments get to you when you're writing. But then, I don't know, I feel like I just check social media so much anyway. So I'm just like, so I, I saw, like, you guys, like, posting about the book and I was very touched about, like, um, like the really nice words you guys gave it. Um, and then, to be honest, like, I really love the podcast name, uh, Idiot's Alphabet Soup. And I was just, like, <laughs> even before... Uh, even before listening to some of your episodes I was just like huh I kind of I feel like this is a type of thing that I'd love to be a part of um but yeah I think it's just like if you see um anyone who's that passionate about like books and like also willing to make space for like authors it's just like uh, any way we could help it's always a pleasure I think for any writer honestly that's awesome that is awesome we're gonna remember that yes (laughs) (laughs) oh man if you say nice things about the book it makes the author want to go on your podcast okay that is not the only reason why we like the book it did this was a really fun book to read yeah it was 
a really fun book to read. Also, devi deviating a little from the discussion guide, but like, can I just say, like, the whole time we read it together, um, and we would like text each other because we'd be roughly on the same chapter, and it's literally just like ah, so killing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, because Q-League was one of the words that Catherine had taught me like pretty early on in our friendship. She was like, Jenny, there's no good English word for this, <laughs> but like you need to know the word Q-League. <laughs> and so I was yeah, like, there really isn't. Yeah. There's like no explanation for it. Oh, also, should we probably explain to the listeners what Q-League is? That is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So Q-League is like, this feeling you get when you see something romantic. It doesn't necessarily have to happen to you. It's like, ooh, that's so romantic. Like, eek, that's so killing. And there's no good English word for that. There I isn't, hate that. no. Because, <laughs> like, it's not the same as, like, butterflies or something like that. No. It's just like that eek, <laughs> that e feeling. She gets it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, she knows Filipino things a lot. So she'd be like, oh, my gosh, Jollibee, or, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Ben and Ben. Like, you talk about that all the time. I was like, Catherine, this school sounds exactly like the school that you went to. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Great, great. Anyway, anyway, back to the discussion <laughs> guide. Sorry about that. Um, so, would you like to give our listeners just a description of the book, what it's about? Yeah, um, basically, Chloe and the Kai Show Boys. It's a young adult rom com about Chloe. Uh, a senior in high school in the Philippines who's about to go abroad for um, college. And then, but his, her dad kind of wants her to stay at home. So his way of convincing her to do, do that is by setting her up on like these arranged dates, which are called Kai Shao in Chinese Filipino culture. Um, so yeah, it's basically Chloe's journey of like, do I stay home or do I go abroad? And inserting like some matchmaking in there. That's basically how I pitch the book. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So we noticed that it was a big like bestseller in the Philippines. Like we saw that it was like number one on national bookstore and stuff like that. Like, why do you think that it resonated so much with like Filipino readers? Yeah. Um, honestly, like when I was uh, before the book was out in the world, I was I was concerned of, or like nervous about everyone reading it, but most especially I think people back home or Filipinos in general, because I feel like um, it's. I was worried that because um, we have very few, we have more Filipino writers right now, and then um, which I'm super proud about and happy about. But um, it just felt like very specific, like it's a Chinese Filipino book. And then I worried, like, what if um, I got some some stuff wrong, or like, what if it's alienating for those who are Filipino but don't um, identify as Chinese Filipino? Uh, so I'm just been very grateful where like when I meet people who call this book like very Filipino because I feel like that's like the biggest compliment I can get. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i not sure uh, why it's doing well. I'm happy doing well. Uh, I think it's just because, um, I don't know, everyone loves, I love a good rom-com. Um, so I think mm -hmm. it's when people find this book, it's usually like, oh, I was looking for something lighthearted or something really like take my mind off things. I feel like this book really fits into that like, easy um ish read uh yeah I, um yeah i think it's like thankfully a lot of filipino um book bloggers from the book community here mm -hmm. they've been so nice about this book so i think word of mouth also like uh, from them got out to some people 
Uh, but yeah, it's uh, just very grateful that it's doing well here. No, yeah, that's so awesome. Because like one of the biggest comments that I made to Jenny over here was that like, I don't think I've ever read a, a young adult book that was for for me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm-hmm. somebody that looked like me or like grew up like me. That was kind of mind boggling for me. Yeah. So I think that's like a major reason why like all these Filipino tweens and like even people my age, like mid to late 20s are like obsessed with this book is like, I don't think we've ever read a book that was about us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you relate to the book? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, obviously I didn't have quite that relationship with it, but it was just so much fun to read. I think that was the thing that struck me the most about it is like part of it was I had been spending a bunch of time recently or like around that time reading things that were a bit of a slog. And so it was so nice to just like sit down and have this fun, lighthearted romance that I could get invested in. And also it's like if you're a Filipino high schooler, like this is the this is the dream, right? It's like, you just, you're like the socially awkward girl and you have all these dates lined up with these like good looking men. Like that's the dream. Oh man, yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, oh my gosh. man. Um, okay, so one thing I'm really curious about, like this book was set in a very specific context. And I felt like mm-hmm. because I like because I've talked so much with Catherine about some of these things, like there were some references that I like I I got without having to have them explained so much. But um, like when you're writing a book that's in this specific context, how do you manage that balance between explaining cultural references with just letting the story flow? Yeah, um, honestly, when I was first. Uh, after when I was first drafting, I had no idea it would be like read by other people. So I think I kind of just like, you know, just put everything in there. And then I think it was when um, I got an agent in the book deal, it got kind of like, oh, it's actually going to be like read by other people. And then I think I was in my head a little bit of like, oh, do I pull back on some of the cultural stuff or do I have to explain some things? Um, I, but then I think there was a point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like write. And then if they tell me that this is too much, then I'll cut. If they tell me like I need more explanation, then I'll do it. But um, honestly, like I really didn't get much pushback from um, or them saying like, oh, we don't understand this. Or I think it was just with because it mixes um, Tagalog, Hokkien and English in the, throughout the book. And then at first they wanted to add uh, footnotes, which... Um, I wasn't really a fan of because like I feel like it's such a fun book and I feel like if footnotes uh if it it's not like funny footnotes I feel like it just makes it feel kind of um something you read in school I don't know that was like my impression (laughs) right yeah because like I think Crazy Rich Asians does it well where there's the footnotes are actually like in the voice of the narrator or like makes it fun but um Mm -hmm. if it's just like explaining like each word I feel like um it wouldn't um, be in the same tone, I guess. So right. uh, they were the ones who told me like, oh, what about like a glossary at the end? And at first I wasn't super sure about that, but now I'm super glad um, that exists because like some people, they just go back to the glossary and they're just like, they're, they find it so cool that like all their languages are like in like one book. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then yeah. it's funny because like I, I grew up speaking, well, I, my Tagalog and my Hokkien, my Hokkien is horrible, actually, but my Tagalog is very <laughs> conversational. And so I was like, oh, no, like, I don't know how it 
how it reads when I actually like write in Tagalog. So I had to get mm-hmm. someone to like actually proofread the Tagalog and someone to also proofread the Hokkien just to make sure like even the slang words I'm using, they're like, that's <laughs> like, that's right, right? It's just like not in my head that people like we talk like this. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like can relate because I'm like terrible at Tagalog. <laughs> Yeah, I, I told her like this one story where like we had to take like one of those national tests and yeah. I was like mm-hmm. 99th percentile for English, but like 30th percentile for <laughs> Filipino. And it's like so embarrassing, but like it's an actual problem for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Um. Anyway. Okay, so I'm sure that like, you know, you being Filipino Chinese, main characters Filipino Chinese, it's like very much inspired by like reality. But we want to know like how much were the characters inspired by the people in your life? No, like um whenever people say like of course they're like is this you? And I always say like oh my love life was never that interesting <laughs> like even to this day. Um uh, I think- it's like kind of um I don't think there's one character that like is like someone in my life. It's just like um some of the things are inspired, uh definitely. Um I think the dad character I pulled a lot from um kinda of like things me and my dad. Um like we like jogging together, um that was like a big thing in the book. Um mm-hmm. my dad's also the typical like he speaks more through actions than like words. So I think I got inspired from a lot of um, adult members in my family who kind of like love languages different and like I think a lot of um, Asianist families right. especially. So um, like it's not really my dad, but then it they share qualities, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I imagine you have to I be like there's a little... Like a... oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like the boys, I don't know. I feel like they're... They're just like um, the best versions of teenage boys. I feel like if you can meet any of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I would imagine you. It would be tough to write about like put someone specifically in the book just because if you want to make them a realistic character, they have to have flaws. I can't imagine anyone yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. having their flaws out there. <laughs> yeah, I think the the auntie character. So it's funny because like I think a lot of people who. Um, when I meet them in book fairs or book signings, they're always either like in love with the auntie character. They're like, oh my God, I see like my tita, my auntie is this person. <laughs> but then some are like, I was so triggered by this auntie or this tita. And I'm just like, I don't, I'm like, I hope that was still a good experience for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I sent you like a, a, a screenshot of like one of the things in the book. And it was like, I don't know, there was, like, some family commitment that showed up, and the auntie was like, we we always, like, stand by our family commitments. This is no joke. And you, the comment was like, I literally learned about this commitment five minutes ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, my life. <laughs> um, the other thing that was in there that I, like, I died because this was so Catherine is when... <laughs> Um, the the auntie was like on a diet of some sort, and Chloe and her dad were both like, "Where's the rice?" (laughs) Catherine cannot survive without rice. (laughs) Literally, I waste away into nothing. It's not even a joke. (laughs) 
She'd be like, Jenny, Jenny, I don't feel so good. I think it's because I haven't had rice in three days. So important question for you, Jenny. Do you also eat as much rice as Catherine because of your friendship? Um, definitely when we're together, I eat significantly more rice. And like, <laughs> she also is like, I eat rice for breakfast now, which I didn't used mm-hmm. to do before. But I'll like have rice and an egg or like rice and some sausage, which I didn't mm-hmm. start doing until I became friends with her. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's yeah. the best food group. It is like I mean, Filipino breakfast really is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Adobo, <laughs> yeah, um, spam, <laughs> spam. <laughs> yeah, buddy. If you're not Filipino, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Those gosh. little uh, fish things. I don't know what they were called. Delis. Yeah, yeah, mm. pretty good, decent. Um. Okay, so the characters, as you said, like, sort of, not any specific character based on a specific person you know, uh, were any of the events in the book based on, like, real things that you had experienced? Um, I, yeah, because, well, some of them were, because I went to a, same as Catholic, I went to a Catholic school, all-girls school. I'm not sure if it's all-girls school for you, but um, I think there are just, like, some things. Uh, I remember during my prom um for some reason the parents were the ones who controlled the music and then (laughs) one of my most memorable one was like i think during the slow dance part they played like reflection from mulan like i had no idea like who whoever thought like oh this is the perfect song that like they'd find like to slow dance to so um i think that's why when i was writing like uh one of the scene where they flash back to like the prom where um Chloe went with Jappy. Uh, I was like, what's like an equivalent, like cringy, funny song that would play? So I think that was when like, I was like, oh, let me do like, let it go like from Frozen here. Um, that was one thing. Um, I think like just like the trademarks of like the school fair was like the biggest thing back then mm-hmm. for us. Cause like that's basically any event where like the all girls school can like invite people from like other schools were like, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, and so then true. I guess the Kai Shaos. Um, so I was not never set up when I was that young, but then my parents have done it to me. And then I always find it funny because like my parents were always like kind of like similar to Chloe, that they didn't inform Chloe that like this is gonna happen. So um so I would tell my friends afterwards, like, oh my god, my parents did this, 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 and then they were just like I feel like usually when I tell a story to my friends, they're not as invested, but whenever I tell them about these things, they're always like oh my God, tell me more. So um, <laughs> yeah, when I was coming up with like the concept for like, a young adult book, I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if these setups happened when she was in high school? I mean, not funny for her because I feel like I would like hate that if that happened to me in high school, but then, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also love like the little things too. Like, um, I think I told you about this. I was like, Jenny, it's no joke. If you're in Glee Club, you're popular. <laughs> Like, if you can <laughs> sing and dance, if you were a theater kid, oh my gosh, like, you were, like, top tier <laughs> crush of the class. Like, I never understood, you know, in, like, American um, TV shows, it's always, like, uh, who are popular, like, the cheerleaders and then the, the, the football players. But then I think mm-hmm. for, I don't know, for, like, an all-girls school, I think it's just, like, there aren't. Like, you can be popular if you're just, like, really good at something. And then I feel like... Oh, yeah, for sure. The ones who can display that they're great at something are, like, the performers. So, like, if you're 
a singer or a dancer, you're automatically like well known to like um but yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you were smart, you were popular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is like so, so funny, because funny, it's so like opposite of the American stereotypes. We're like, you're smart, you're a nerd, you're in Glee Club, you're weird, <laughs> theater kid, like go away, disgusting. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, speaking of real life experiences, um, the Great Wall is like a big recurring theme in the book. So how have you been affected by the Great Wall in your life? Or maybe we should start with, like, if you were to explain what the Great Wall is. Oh, right, because the reader, maybe they don't know what the Great Wall is. Okay, go. Um, so, like, if you could explain what that is, and then, yeah, how have you been affected by that? Yeah, um, it's actually, I actually don't know where the term came from. Like, I feel like I just keep on, I think it was when I was in college where people kind of, like, um, basically, it, dis- it describes where um, a lot of, people from Chinese Filipino families. So a lot of Chinese Filipino families in the Philippines, um, a lot of them are ethnically like um Chinese. So they they kinda like want their kids to also like date people who are also ethnically Chinese. So um so basically the Great Wall describes like if there's someone from a Chinese Filipino family whose family doesn't want them dating like someone who's um like fully Filipino or even like someone from another race or um which i always i don't know i always found it um odd because like these people usually grew up in the philippines so for them to like not be able to date someone who's filipino just like felt counterintuitive um but um i'm not sure if that's the best um explanation but uh i just i don't think in high school we call it the great wall but i feel like in college where i think because i went to a school that was mostly for chinese filipino girls so Uh i think that was when we also like in college was when people like met other people and then <laughs> when um I guess some people I knew started dating people who were from the Filipino schools um then like some of the guys would be like oh she has a great wall so um and then we kind of like that I don't know if it's like a universal thing but then um some people um when they read in the book they automatically knew what it was and then oh yeah uh, it was really interesting too because like um I remember when I did the cover reveal for the book and then I had like a Zoom call with some book bloggers from the States. Um during the Q and A portion there was a guy who I don't think he was um I think he was I actually don't know what his NSD was, but then he was just mentioning how like um oh are you gonna touch on the thing in Chinese Filipino communities where they kind of like discriminate against people they date and then I was just like, oh I had uh-huh. no idea you, how did you know about that? And then he was like, oh, my friend got affected by that. I was like, oh, wow, I did not know this is like a universal thing. Um, but yeah, um, well, personal, personally, um, I uh, I have known people who kind of like got affected, who got broken up with because of someone else's great wall. Or I've known people who had to break up with people because of the great wall. And honestly, like I always found it like, for me, I think if you have a preference, then that's okay. But, or I think that, in my opinion, but then I feel like if you already found someone, you're happily with someone, and then if the family gets in the way just because of um, might not be in the fully same background, I feel like that's, um, I don't think that's okay, honestly. So, um, but I was very nervous about including this in the <laughs> book because I'm not, I'm not a spokesperson for it. It's just purely like my opinions. And then, 
I wanted to make sure, because um, the couple in the book who gets affected by it, um, I wanted to make sure like they didn't seem like like the guy who had to like um, deal with this didn't seem like a bad mm-hmm. guy in my perspective. But I also wanted to make mm-hmm. sure that because usually with these scenarios, um, I feel like we, I don't know, in my circles, we pay attention to the one who has the great wall and like has to like deal with the family. But it also does so much damage to the person who who's outside the family. And then like the girl who um, gets broken up with, I feel like that does so much to like your self-worth as well. Like, because like if you get broken up with just because of something that you can't even control, like I feel like that's yeah. Um, especially if you're just like seventeen, like the the girl in this yeah. book. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely known people from both sides of the Great Wall. Mm-mm. <laughs> Big rip to them. <laughs> I mean, there's not much to like. Yeah, you never. Yeah, had it's to, quite unfortunate. You never had to deal with it, though, did you? No, my parents don't care. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I married a white guy, so like yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I feel like if you are part of that culture, like it's kind of like ooh, we're getting a little shout out, and this is like kind of exciting. And then if you're not, if you've never experienced the Great Wall, like there's a lot of like romanticizing, like Romeo and Juliet. Like oh my gosh, this is so romantic. Like they want to be in love, but they mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> so i don't know i think either way like it's such a great like thing to talk about you know Mm -hmm. i recently um i went to a book event um for another author um another philippine author she released um hurricane mars and it's like a bestseller now it's super cool um but i was like in the signing line and then there was another person behind me and then he was just like i think he read the book so he turned out to be like a professor who researches on like cross-cultural relationships and i was just like (laughs) And then he was like, oh, I really love the book because it touched on like, um, like cross, like an interracial couple thing. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I never knew. Um, I feel like it's <laughs> not an ac- academic book. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, we got to talking a little bit on like um, how I feel like with especially how um, other cultures view Asian culture, they kind of like mm-hmm. group people together sometimes. So um, the fact that like there are these nuances that like, um within chinese communities they they discriminate there's racism and discrimination against other communities and like they don't just like see each other's like asian asian so yeah <laughs> stuff like that yeah because yeah. like i don't think you knew anything about like filipino chinese oh, like yeah, you didn't think you didn't not. know that was a thing <laughs> yeah like you had mentioned it maybe a few times you'd be like oh yeah such and such such friend oh yeah they're like filipino filipino chinese or whatever i was always like okay <laughs> how is that different from filipino i don't know yeah um but yeah it was really interesting just to to read the book and understand a little bit better some of those dynamics also just a comment on the book i loved the little inclusion of Jollibee in there um, <laughs> on a much lighter note i tried Jollibee because of Catherine and like yeah. so good i love the mango it's peach so pie. peach mango yeah, peach mango so... pie i'm sorry peach mango pie yeah, and I feel like I've tried um, Jollibee in the States and then I feel like the chickens are bigger. And then oh, I'm yeah. not sure if it's the same there, but they have the they have adobo fried rice, which they don't have here. Oh, yeah, they do. Ooh. Did we try that? No. We always go for the plain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
I get the mashed potatoes sometimes for my sake. Yeah, you get. Yeah, I get you the mashed potatoes, um, which are like pretty. They're good. good. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. Um, I never yeah. knew. Also, until I went to college, that like because I would before my main order would be like a Jollibee chicken and then the spaghetti, and mm. then I think I did that when I was in the states, and then. All my friends were just like, "Why are you eating like like chicken and spaghetti?" I always thought that was like a combo that y- usually happens, and they were just like, "Nah, this is yeah." <laughs> oh, Filipino spaghetti was such a culture shock for me. <laughs> oh my word! I tried it at her aunt's house for the first time, and Catherine was like, "This is really good, Jenny. You're gonna need it. You're gonna want a bunch of it." <laughs> tried it, and it's there's so much like butter and cheese, and like it's sweet. And I was like, "What is going on here?" What is going on in my mouth? <laughs> I was like, there's, there's no way I can eat all of this. Not because I like didn't like the taste of it, but just because there's like so calorie dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I told you you were gonna gain like five pounds just looking at the thing. <laughs> I was like, so it is. It's like, yeah, you are not gonna want to eat Filipino spaghetti when you see how it's made. My aunt puts like five sticks of butter in there for like the one thing. man also ben and ben ben and ben we've been on many a road trip and i've forced you to listen to ben and ben like many times oh ben and ben yeah we do love ben and ben okay i was um oh oh, go ahead yeah no you go (laughs) oh i was just i was gonna say because like i so in my high school before variety show was like the biggest thing and then they they would usually invite like bands to like play and then I got so sad my high school um like towards the end of my high school um life um it was like I think the peak of like EDM throughout the world and then so instead of getting like bands they would get like random DJs who would just play like mixes and then it's just not the same um even though like it was pretty fun but then um so when I was like I think my friends and I would just like recent years i'm not sure how recent but then like there was a year where they actually got ben and ben to perform and then i was like what like how was this like can we go and um so basically like when i was writing this scene um i was just like which like what band would be the perfect one to be here and i was like yeah i I feel like i'm just gonna add like some ben and ben in there (laughs) love ben and ben all right um Okay, so we have some more questions for you, but these are more not so much about the book and more about like you as a person. <laughs> I guess to start off, how did you get into writing? And um, yeah, what was just the journey to where you are now? Yeah, um, I so my I think my mom was like the main catalyst for like why I discovered writing was a thing. Honestly, um, my mom was a liter- literature major, which is like really uncommon honestly for um like her generation and um also being from a chinese family um and then so when growing up like basically she just like made me read so many things and then what i love about my mom too is that she would recommend to me like really like um like anna green Gables or if you want like um jane austen and but me i was like oh these kind of sound boring so i would like read like um Geronimo Stilton like I'm not sure if you read those books that had like um basically it was kind of I think it, I would say they're kind of like graphic novels uh, oh books. is this the mouse mm-hmm. book yeah, yeah yeah I love those books yes yeah. um and then I love like Archie comics and then I just watched so much tv um it was actually like 
um worrisome for how much tea I consumed as a kid um so I guess just like I just really like um storytelling and like um in other formats or media that like I feel like people before kind of like didn't see as like um literature but then um so I would like while I was like watching tv or like reading comics I kind of wanted to like make my own stuff so I would just like doodle on the side and then I don't know my mom for some reason was just like she read some of my stuff and then was like oh what if we get this published I'm like and I didn't know I was a kid so we met with a bunch of like Philippine publishers like she just basically like reached out to like a couple and then whoever would want to meet with us we would go and then we met this one um person who was just like I love the angle of a kid writing for kids basically and then yeah um yeah and then she uh I basically got to like um write a book with them and then um but yeah but honestly after that I think for when I was in high school and college I kind of just like had this huge imposter syndrome of like um I kind of like fell into writing I guess when I was a kid and then my writing is very like I think it's obvious with like Chloe that it's very like um simple and like um more conversational I would say than like um than like deep literary writing so I always thought like oh I don't think like I'm a real writer and stuff so um in college I was uh majoring in psych and then I was actually gonna apply for like grad school programs like research um specific and then I remember just seeing like oh there are like programs that are just for young adult fiction and children's fiction which um I always knew that 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 was what I wanted to write so um when I got in that program I was like oh let's see how that goes and then yeah I guess I don't know they're very I don't know what would have happened if I went for a psych instead but then yeah that was and it was during that grad school program where I came up the idea for this book so yeah, kind of just snowballed from there. How, okay, how did, we wanted to ask, like, how did you get published by Penguin? Because, like, correct us if, if we're mm-hmm. wrong, but you're, like, the first Filipino author to be, like, signed by Penguin, right? Uh, I am, I think the first that's from, um, like, I think there are, like, from the Philippines. Americans, but from the Philippines, and then I think it's yes. with Penguin Teen, because I feel like, there are authors who have been published with the adult um, imprints. Um, and then also a lot of, it's really cool. There are like a lot of authors from here who have published with HarperCollins, um, Macmillan, mm-hmm. uh, Scholastic. So, uh, but base, uh, honestly, like I never knew that um, publishers would pay attention to writers that weren't from like the US or Europe. So mm-hmm. I, um, it's a long story, but then before there were like, um pitch events that happened in Twitter. So there was one that was called DV Pit that was basically open to um authors who've been underrepresented in um in publishing. So people of uh-huh. color, um people from the LGBT community. So um I would see basically like different story ideas getting pitched and like these I forgot what the word limit for Twitter was before, like hundred 80 characters or something like that yeah. something like that um and then I just I got so inspired because like I was like there weren't like Filipino pitches but then they were very like stuff I haven't read before about cultures I haven't read before and I was like mm-hmm. and saw like there were editors and agents who were very interested so I was like oh well I, I guess if they want something that specific maybe I could like 
write something as specific as well. So mm-hmm. um, after that, um, so and when I got the first draft of, when I finished the first draft of going to Kaisho Boys, um, I basically like had like, I was trying to get an like, agent, I think with other projects before that. And then how I do it is like go to Google, just like who's an agent. And honestly, like, I feel like That's it's awesome. better that I got someone later on because back then I was just like, if there's an agent, I'm just going to submit it to them. Not even like going through their background or anything. But then <laughs> I got more, um, I researched a bit more later with, with this process. And then like some of them were, I found out like I would go to like my favorite books and then they usually like thank their agent in the acknowledgement. So I take note of them. And then mm. it's kind of like, I feel like it's like applying for a job as well. So you just, just kind of like send out like, like a cover letter, but more towards your your project not really like um selling yourself so um and then i don't know thankfully like there's just there was this agent who was like interested and then she even mentioned that like oh my husband's actually chinese filipino and then (laughs) um so she messaged me like so when you send like the query letter it's like i think the first um couple chapters of the book so she messaged uh, a few weeks after that like oh she wants to read the whole thing so I was just kind of like waiting, um, like those few weeks of being like, oh my God, will she like it? Oh my God, will she like it? And, um, <laughs> and yeah, um, so when she um, offered to represent me, um, I, you know, I was like trying to like, oh, let me see. But then in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm going to say yes. And then, uh, but yeah, it was, and then a long process after that of like finding, um, so we revised the book with her and then, mm-hmm. um after that, basically the process, like she would pitch it to like different editors that um, she has a relationship with or she feel like feels like the book would be a good fit with. Because um, right. in big publishers in the US, they don't um, interact with writers directly. It's usually through agents. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that took about like almost two years to finding like um, an editor for the project. Oh, wow. So, that is a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. sorry it's like a long story like whenever I explain it I don't know how to like um make it short but yeah that's so interesting yeah. though so so it was like you wrote the whole thing and then mm-hmm. found an agent who mm-hmm. like uh, who worked with you so did they help you edit it then or was it already yeah. like pretty much edited so um I revised it with the agent and then when we sent it out first to editors it was actually a very different book um and then we all got like there are some editors who um gave the same comments that they were interested but then they had this comment this comment this comment and then so before i think it was like five kaishao boys and then the kaishaos mm, weren't like right. basically they would get set up and then the boys would disappear and then so it was uh, a very minor in the yeah. big context of things they felt more minor so all of them were saying like oh we love the concept but we felt like it wasn't that big of a uh, portion of the story so after that I kind of like revised according to like all those comments and then trimmed down it to be three of them and then making them a big part of the book so yeah nice yeah I think it's like super exciting to be like published by you know one of like is it the biggest publishing house penguin I'm pretty sure penguin is the biggest and like have it be a Filipino Filipino story, not like a Filipino American story. 
that mm. is like super cool for me because I have read like a couple of Filipino American books, like Adobo and Arsenic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The murder mystery novel. It was really good. But I was like, oh, where are the Filipino Filipinos at? <laughs> because like I, I do love like the representation, but like something about like Filipino Filipino, like hits different, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's too um like Filipino American culture, like I, I also discover a lot from reading those books because I feel like it's a different mm-hmm. culture from what I was familiar with. So um yeah, I think it's important that usually I think we there's a tendency to lump things together, but then I love how like they're paying attention, like, oh, there are stories from that culture and this culture and mm-hmm. there's similarities, but like it's important that we highlight both. So Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Be excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So we want to ask. Like, what kind of books do you like to read? Or, like, what, maybe, like, also back to, like, Chloe and the Kai Show Boys, like, what was your inspiration? Like, do you have any favorite authors? Um, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I really love YA. Like, um, my sister would always be like, May, do you want to, like, diversify your reading a bit? Because, like, uh, she, she likes borrowing my books, too. And then she's always like, it's all, like, YA. And I'm like, oh, there's, like, a fiction and a nonfiction there. Um, but um, <laughs> I really love young adult fiction. I I think it was, but I I was in college, I think, when kind of, like, contemporary fiction really blew up. Like, I think that was when uh, John Green was, like, the biggest thing. Um, Jenny Han, mm. like, um, released All the Boys Up Before. Um and I don't know, I just really love, I feel like it's such a universal thing that like, I don't know, even now I feel like the coming of age story is like something I really relate to. Um, and even though like, you know, coming of age happens usually in books when you're like 17, 16, I feel like now in my late 20s, I'm still like, oh, I'm still going to find myself soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I um, I think books that I really love that, um, I really love Becky Albertalli's books. Uh, she wrote Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Um, I think Love, Simon was the movie. Um, Love, oh, Simon, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that was one of the books that, like, her, she's, the book was really funny and I feel like it sounded like, I don't know, young people actually, like, talking and then, uh, I think when I read that, that was kind of, like, my, um, it gave me, like, kind of, like, permission in my head to, like, oh, you can actually write, like, be as corny or as cheesy as you want because, like, that's how some kids talk. And then, um, and just like let, I guess, your sense of humor, um, uh, use it in the book and see if it goes. Um, but yeah, she was a huge influence. Um, I um, really loved um, Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Rebuy. Um, I think he was the first, one of the first YA books that I read that was set in the Philippines. Um, and it's um. it's really like heavier than like, um, like it wasn't a rom-com like what I wrote, but then I feel like that book just like it was so specific and I feel like I didn't know you could do that in like a YA book. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just I really came at a time where I feel like a lot of authors have like pushed like the boundaries of like what you can do with like YA before me that like allowed for this book to happen basically. Just, oh, yeah. Okay, this is I love not to say like I have like this like book. I'm super excited about but now I feel like the only book that I really really want to read now is um Britney Spears' memoir that's coming out I think so. oh, <laughs> yes put it yeah. on the list I've really. heard a little, like a few snippets of that yeah. wow I need to know mm-hmm. what this is 
Um, so you brought up a, an interesting point that I, I want to ask you more about. This is not in the discussion guide, though. Um, <laughs> so we recently had someone um, who's like the target age demographic for YA. She was like 17 and came on the podcast. And we were mm-hmm. talking a little bit about like slang in books and when, you know, adult authors try to write teenagers, how yeah. sometimes like the... Slang, the way they yeah. talk and they try to use slang, but it sounds awkward. And so I'm really curious, like, how did you go about writing teenagers and having them sound like teenagers? Because I would like they definitely when I was reading it, like it sounded like how teenagers are and how teenagers think. Right. But there weren't any like overtly like topical reference. Like There, there, there was Beyonce, but like there weren't like they weren't <laughs> saying cringe bro based. Um, she. Yeah. Like, so I'm curious, none of that. like, how did you. How did you work through trying to get your teenagers to sound like teenagers? Yeah. Maybe I'll say that. Uh, thanks, though. I, I, I'm not sure how authentic it would be. But, um, <laughs> I think, like, I avoided using, like, um, I guess, like, slang is so uh, tricky because, like, that, like, just, like, um, it gets popular. Like, this year, next year, it's gone. So I think mm-hmm. that's, um, I kind of avoided, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm up to date with all this slang right now like they're not saying like slay every every sentence but but I think oh it's funny because like I remember showing this draft to um uh Tashi Buyan who's like uh who's an author too but then she's much younger than me and then I think there was a scene where there was Chloe had like a younger cousin and then she was talking about how obsessed she was with Justin Bieber or something like that and then Tashi mentioned to me like Oh me, um, I think not a lot of kids now are obsessed with or like wanna be like or like have a crush on Bieber. She was just like, and it was like in 2018, so she was just like, maybe try like Sean Mendes, and I'm like, oh okay. And then so the even her Beyonce obsession, it used to be a Britney obsession actually. And then I think with all with all the revisions, I think with Chloe's character, I kind of like the Beyonce thing made more. Um, made more sense and also like I just right, really love the, yeah. the the debut scene in the end the lemonade theme so I was like okay I'm gonna keep Beyonce in there um but uh but yeah I think that one also felt like um a little I'm not sure if it felt too millennial the Britney <laughs> thing um I guess there are some things that I'm like like um she likes these movies and songs because like she um learned them from her mom so that made more mm-hmm. sense so um right I have a tendency to insert so much pop culture stuff in there though so I I try to be more careful with that um but yeah I'm not sure I think it's just like um see I don't know I I also feel like the way these teenagers are are actually like more mature than when I was back then so I kind of just write them as like um characters and like how they would feel how they would talk and not really like being so pressured that like oh I have to make sure this feels like a 16 year old if that makes sense Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Reminds me I need to screen um I don't know the pop culture references I use in my new thing. I don't know if it's like very current, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that brings up another good question. What are you working on writing right now? Yeah, um it's uh it's <laughs> it's a young adult uh fiction book still. Um it's also set in Manila but uh, with different characters from the ones in Koei and the Kaishao boys. Uh Ooh. But yeah, right now it's uh I'm still in the middle of working on it and it hasn't been announced. I'm not sure how much I could say, but um, yeah, um, trying to like, it's, it has more of like a 
magical twist to it. So I don't know if I can pull this off on magic. So, like it's still it's Love still like that. um rooted in like real life, but then there's just like like a blip of like oh. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I I really love like when books are very much set in the real world, but there's a little bit that you're like, so like there's just a little bit of magic sprinkled in. Or like a little bit of stuff where you're like, seems like not quite how the real world is. (laughs) But in like a fun way. Yeah, I don't think my brain can ever write like full on like fantasy or something like that. So I'm like, okay, let me just like do this then. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you find the stories that you want to write? Uh, great question. I, um, for this one, I had such a hard time, honestly, coming up with like the next um, book idea after Chloe and the Kai Show Boys. Um, I think it took me like, I came up with so many concepts that like my agent was like, me, uh, what? <laughs> uh, like, I I think there was one, I don't know why I came up with this story, but then there was this one idea I had where like this girl would have like a magical arm that she could just like throw things really far. And then I think I remember telling this to my friend and then she was just like, and then and I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> the concept I had. Um, but I, for the, I think usually like when, if I have like a story idea and then if I kind of write a few chapters in it, um, if I feel like excited or it doesn't have to be like, I know what's going to happen. It's more like, I feel like there's something here. Like I like these characters. Maybe we can like go spend like how many words with them and chapters with them. Um, that's when I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm onto something. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I have like a lot of like weird ideas, a lot of things that aren't (laughs) supposed to be sort stories. I think, um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Sometimes, I just kind of feel like there's something in this story. Um, but usually it's honestly like the characters for me are the ones that I kind of like fall in love with and want to stay with and see how things happen for them. Because mm-hmm. even with the Kaishao concept, it was more like, I was honestly more invested in the father-daughter relationship and also like Chloe's um, animation dreams. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Right. Okay. Not in the discussion guide, but like, how great would it be if, like, Chloe the Kaishao Boys was a movie? <laughs> I would love to watch a movie of it. Right? We'd watch it with subs, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, call us! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay, here's a question for you. If Chloe and the Kaishao Boys were a movie, who would you want playing Chloe? <laughs> Like, do you have anyone in mind that you would be like, I would love to see her as Chloe? Oh, I I actually don't know how to answer this question because, like, the only Chinese-Filipino actresses I know, they're kind of, like, my age or older. So I feel like yeah. that's mm-hmm. too old to, for Chloe, um, which I feel like is exciting because, like, if they find someone who's, um, like, an up-and-coming, like, young actress, like, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be down to, like, see her do this if it ever happens. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Is it important <laughs> to you that the actress w- is Chinese Filipino? Mm, I think for Chloe, I think I would prefer um for her to be Chinese Filipino. Um but I don't know. I don't know if there's like if there's ever gonna be a movie or anything. Um I don't know if like if like um 
if Sir Ronan is like, I want to play Chloe, I don't know if I'd be like, no, I'd be like, um, sure, we can change everything for you. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if Scarlett Johansson wants it, like, pop off. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of Asian at this point, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, she's got the badge. She's got the card. She's done it before. <laughs> if not Scarlett Johansson, let's get Tilda Swinton in here. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, for our final bit, Catherine and I have a story to pitch for you. <laughs> <laughs> Love to hear it. Yeah. Um. Well, we don't have like anything except like two main characters, <laughs> but this is perfect because <laughs> apparently you like to invest in your characters. Yeah. Um. But you could write a story that's loosely based on our lives. <laughs> um. Yeah. Maybe okay. uh. Filipino Catholic girl mm-hmm. meets Oregonian Mennonite girl and they become best friends. How yeah, they, they meet in college. They're both like pretty smart, <laughs> hilariously funny. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but what is the story here? What are we oh, pitching? I don't know. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> We're pitching the characters. <laughs> We want her to get invested first, and then yes. we come up with it. Um, ooh, maybe <laughs> like the they two can characters have... start a podcast one day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, they get like all these famous authors on their podcast, and then they develop an arm that can like throw things <laughs> really far. Perfect. <laughs> throw a couple of seven league boots in there. <laughs> Not too magical. Not too magical. Is seven league boots too magical? Yes, but a magical arm is not too magical. No. Okay. <laughs> Clearly not. So you can throw things really far, but not... Oh my word. Okay, go. What if one of the girls had a magical arm and could throw things really far, and the other girl had a magical leg and could take really long steps, like it was seven <laughs> league boots, and they, like, suddenly find each other... Like, they happen to find each other in college somehow. We gotta cram coming of age in there. Oh, yeah. Well, like, college is the time for coming of age, right? Yeah, I feel yes. like, honestly, I think we need more college stories. Like, I feel like high school. I love writing about high school, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like I'd love to write, like, a college thing one day. Yeah. It could be this yeah. combination of, like, these two girls feeling very out of place because... They've never had boyfriends before. They've never had boyfriends before. Catherine is moving from the Philippines, and so that's a new experience. Jenny, like, went to a high school with 10 people in it, and so, like, this is a big new experience for her. But and also they're like magical, and so like that's isolating. <laughs> okay, any thoughts to this pitch? I feel like this is has more material than like the the arm concept I had before. So <laughs> I think there's something there. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Well, if you, if you want to use it, this idea is free. You can feel free to take it and Are run you with free? it. <laughs> One of the things we do sometimes is just, like, pitch story ideas to each other that are going to go nowhere. <laughs> you know what? One of my favorite pitch pitches that we had was about the sock. Yes. All right, tell her about the sock. I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics. We, we were like, oh, we could write a children's book about, like, a pair of socks where one gets lost in the dryer and gets, like, transported to this, like, sock dimension. <laughs> and he tries to find her... 
find the other sock because relatable because like how many of us have put socks in the dryer and like only one has come out mm-hmm. we've all lost socks in the dryer i don't know yeah. where those socks go honestly they go to the sock dimension <laughs> the sock dimension where it is sounds the like sock you know one of those presentation it sounds like one of those pixar movies that like start off with like something very mundane but then turns out to be something that makes you cry like i feel like oh, that yes, yes. like rips yeah. your heart out and tears them into shreds <laughs> yeah honestly pixar call us honestly <laughs> penguin call us <laughs> we got the connect I know. <laughs> you wanna give us the name of your agent <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, oh man anyway anyway this has been like honestly so fun yes Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been so great to have you on thank you for having me it was so fun this was honestly like really fun too yes yes. (laughs) sweet all right right. this has been idiots alphabet soup baboosh baboosh